Hello, I'm Michael T.G. Eisenberg. I'm the Tech Savvy Lawyer, blogging at the techsavvylawyer.page and host of the techsavvylawyer.page podcast. In this podcast series, I'll be interviewing lawyers, judges, and others in the area of law to talk about where they see lawyers new and seasoned, taking advantage of technology in their legal work, and how all lawyers can utilize technology to better their practice, improve their services to their clients, and enhance their own lives. The podcast will try to stay focused, asking each guest three questions and asking the guests to provide their top three best answers for each question asked. There is no right or wrong answer, as each tip may or may not be the right one for you, but it may springboard an idea for you, and along the way, you may learn something new. My next guest is Erin Levine. Erin is a California divorce attorney based in the East Bay. She's taken her 15 years of legal experience to the internet and started the DIY divorce service, Hello Divorce. I was so impressed at what she has built with Hello Divorce, especially once I learned how much she did on her own to create this great web service that I had to invite her on the podcast. Erin, welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's great to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you here. And to start off, I want to ask you, what are you? what is your current tech setup? It's a little bit embarrassing because I am sitting on the floor in the playroom, not my playroom, my kid's playroom. <laughs> I have a Barbie camper on one side of me. Okay. I have my Yeti microphone and my MacBook Pro and a can of bubbly. And that is it. So you have no like designated desk where you have your, your laptop, a monitor, printers. Oh, ordinarily. Yes. Um, in this moment, no. Uh, Tell, tell us ordinarily then. Well, I, I float back and forth. Like, so even in non-global pandemic times, mm-hmm. I'm never working in one place at one time. I need to feel like I am being inspired okay. and I don't feel inspired by sitting in an office, especially at home because I have like an old 1920s craftsman where the rooms feel really small. So When I go into the office, I've got two monitors, my always my MacBook, um, and some great lighting and um, a whiteboard because I also love to use a whiteboard. And then when I'm home, I, I literally just have my MacBook Pro. I'm so boring. I run a tech company and like I don't really use a lot of tech. Well, do you have any accessories with your MacBook Pro that you take with you? Yeah, I have my, I I forget what it's called. I think it's a roost, but I call it the rooster, which is, um, which uh, raises my MacBook Pro. So I'm not like scrunched forward all the time. Okay. I have my portable keyboard, which I always have with me and my, my uh, mouse. For your portable keyboard, is it Bluetooth? Is it wired? Yeah, it's Bluetooth. May I ask uh, by whom? Maker? Yeah, it's, um, it's Apple. Okay. So you have an Apple Bluetooth keyboard. So I'm assuming that's battery powered. Yeah. Well, it's um, you just plug it in USB when it needs to be charged. Oh, okay. So it's rechargeable. Excellent. Excellent. Well, let's get into the questions then. Uh, question one: uh, What are three ways you use do-it-yourself um, programs to capture new clients? So it it's a bit different for me. Just to back up a little bit. So. For my law firm, I'm using tech as a lead generator for the firm, for my brick and mortar, or these days more like online virtual practice. But still, there's a really big difference between that 
and acquiring clients for Hello Divorce, which is an e-commerce site that's asking you to buy site unseen versus a website with the goal of getting you to commit to a meeting. So what I've found to be the most important in terms of getting people to purchase our legal products and maybe a service down the road is our call to actions. Um, And we have direct and transitionary. If someone's not ready to buy, then it's going to be transitionary. We're trying to get them to that 15 minute call. And for that, I use the software AppToto. And- AppToto, A-P-P-T-O-D-O. T-O-T-O. Oh, T-O-T-O, excuse me. And then of course, um, I have a chat bot, which I know some people can find to be entirely uh, frustrating and over um, overused, but for us, it's been really helpful. We use for the law firm, Lawdroid. So that's Tom Martin's company, Lawdroid. And then for Hello Divorce, we use Intercom. And then as people give us their information, we use Zapier to get that into ConvertKit so that we can now do our marketing funnel. So I think that's three. We've got AppToto, Intercom. Oh, wait, we also have Lawdroid, where I've named our chat box Bam Bam, since we do family mm. law, and then ConvertKit uh, to you know acquire the emails and then begin that nurturing email campaign. So let me make sure I understand and that the listener has a good uh, idea of your workflow. Your process is to in one way or the other, whether it's through some sort of uh, uh, chat online or through a form submission, you're trying to get the potential client's email, uh, maybe a phone number, uh, certainly their name, to start a marketing campaign to ideally uh, shift them over, to encourage them to come over to uh, one of your paid online services. Correct. We want them to come to the site and buy, but if they're not ready to buy, then our goal is to either chat with them, um, to lead them to the product or service that they need, or to obtain their phone number or email address so that we can continue on with the nurturing campaign to build trust, likability, relationships, so that when they are ready to buy, we're there for them. Now, I'm presuming that as you prepared this process, you did some research and that- oh, just like, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure a lot, but in that process, can you see how what you set up for, if you will, a marketing platform could be used in other types of law practice? Oh, absolutely. Especially in a practice like, let's say personal injury or landlord tenant, because While the person might ultimately get their issue resolved outside of court or outside of working with the lawyer, Mm -hmm. you're still top of mind to that person. And everybody knows someone who has a landlord tenant issue or a neighbor issue or some Mm -hmm. kind of injury that comes up in a lifetime. And if you are top of mind, that person's likely going to refer your information to them. If there were some resources, um, that an attorney who might be interested in something like this could read. Would, can you recommend any books or um, papers on this? I would. 
I, I'm sure that there is a lot in the legal world, and I would assume that a lot of your um, a lot of your guests on the podcast mm -hmm. would have great recommendations. I'm going to take you out of the legal world just for a moment sure. and suggest some people that maybe some of your listeners haven't heard about. So one person, one book slash podcast that I really like less for the technical aspects, but more around like the content for the emails, the content right. for the CTAs um, would be Donald Miller, Story Brand. He really helps get that message crystal clear because there's always going to be software you can use, whether you use ConvertKit or MailChimp or another one, there's always going to be one reason or another why one software is better than the other, but none of them matter if you don't get that initial messaging on, on, you know, right. on the spot. Right, so right. that one, the second would be a podcast. It's uh, Amy Porterfield, Marketing Made Easy. And what I like about her is that she addresses the substance, so the actual content, but also has a lot of really great suggestions for hardware and software to help make this process as seamless as possible. Not just for you as the purveyor, but of course you want it to be as easy in front for the consumer as possible. That user flow is so important. They need to know that if they go to one page and they don't see a CTA that resonates with them, hopefully you'll be able to lead them to another one that does. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, well, let's move on to question number two, if I may. Sure. What are, now forgive me, did I, did I, did we skip something? Was there something else you wanted to add to that? No, I think that's perfect. Um, that was a little bit more than three. So I think. We no, oh, no, I'm always, always happy more than three. <laughs> um, well, well, let me ask you about the, the software that you're referring to, the um, AppToto, LawDroid and the ConvertKit were they easy to use? Did you use them or did you, you know, contract that out? To help yeah. Set I mean, the, the main reason why I picked these is because they were very user friendly to me. Mm -hmm. And while Hello Divorce is technically a tech company, I'm not a developer by trade. And right. so they were user friendly to me. As far as intercom, I could have fairly easily built out the um, script Right. But I didn't find it to be as user-friendly as some of the other chatbots out there. And my time was just very limited. And so when I'm looking to outsource, I'm thinking about, A, what can I outsource that I don't enjoy, right? Because if you don't enjoy it, you're not likely to get it done very quickly. And what is it that's not going to cost me an arm and a leg? Right. You know, and then, of course what is it that like, where does my expertise sort of, you know, stop? And um, so my feeling is you always learn just enough mm -hmm. to know who to hire, but not so much that you've become now so enmeshed in it that you're like stuck right. or right, right. paralyzed. Yep. Excellent. Well, thanks on that. So let's move to question number two. What are three ways you use DIY software to help manage your clients? So let's see. Um, well, I definitely use a practice management system, a CRM. I use Clio for my law firm and my case as the back end of my DIY app. Now, I, now hold on. So the, the, uh, Clio, is that for your regular law practice? And that, 
my case is then for hello divorce yes so because i have a law practice and a legal services company and the company is not a law firm we have to keep them separate um financially transactionally conflicts right. and all sorts of stuff need to be um kept separate so my web app through hello divorce is pretty comprehensive and handles pretty much everything so i didn't need like a super expensive really robust um, CRM on the back end or practice management software. And mm -hmm. I had used my case before. I find it to be super user-friendly. I know that like the younger I hire, the more comfortable people are with iPhones. And my case reminded me a lot of how you look at an iPhone. So that was a really good choice for mm -hmm. low divorce. Uh, Clio, we needed a lot more integrations with our existing uh, heart software. Right. And so that was why I made the choice for the law firm. Excellent. So, so um, that's the software you use. How are you using it to help manage the clients? What is it? What functions are you uh, finding useful in Clio in my case to make sure that you're keeping track of everyone? Definitely the client portals. So being able to talk to the clients um, through that both of those software is very important. Being able to have the client upload documents, for us to be able to upload documents and share. For the law firm, we do all our billing through Clio itself. So mm -hmm. I love the feature of the client being able to pay without having to log in. I think that's fantastic. Um, we have Clio integrated with AppToto and with Google Drive and with Dropbox and with Office 365. So all the other software that we're using in our firm is there. And it just overall, it really keeps everything in one place well, and so allows the client to interact with us in one place instead of 10 different places. So well, let me ask you a couple of questions along some of the answers you've given already. Uh, regarding the client portal, do you have a concern? Has there ever been a problem where clients are just constantly sending you stuff that, hey, look at this, look at this, look at this, and it may not necessarily be relevant to what you need, or they're sort of like, you know, bombarding you with is too much information? I've had that issue with email in the past. I rarely have it with Clio or my case. What do you think uh, is the difference there? I think well, they have to take an extra step. Um, you know, they're used to always being on email. Now they have to sort of think differently. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm fortunate, at least with the law firm, in that the law firm has been in business for over 10 years. Right. So we, we do have like our choice of clients, at least in the moment, like we can really um, work with people that we feel comfortable with and sort of, you know, that are a good fit. It might have been more of an issue in the past. So have you seen any client resistance to using like a client portal that I, I insist on hand delivering you these documents or, you know, I gotta send you an email? Well, definitely not through the app because for Hello Divorce, people are coming and they right. already know we're online. As far as the law firm, 
very, very little resistance. Um, Remember, I'm in the Bay Area and I'm in Emeryville, which is where a lot of tech is. A lot of the kids, I should say, they're not kids, but a lot of like 20s and early 30s work in the city and live in Emeryville. So this is something that they're already familiar with. They were already asking me for these types of um, options mm-hmm. and ways to communicate. So it, you know, I, I don't really represent like the everyday family lawyer across the country because had I not made these upgrades to my practice, I would have had to deal with a lot more backlash than actually implementing gotcha. them. Gotcha. And for your billing, are you using uh, are you using like something like LawPay or one of those other services to connect into Clio, or is Clio, in my case for that matter, uh, do they have their own billing services? Yeah, so we bill through the app for Hello Divorce, so we don't need to do any billing through my case. Through Clio, it's done through LawPay, and I outsource it. I don't find it to be very challenging at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we also integrate Clio with QuickBooks, so it's awesome, but I don't handle that. I outsource it to a company in Ohio that is Clio certified and just like the best. I absolutely love them. So they do all my accounting, oh, okay. um, not just our billing for our, right. our software. Cool. Well, so what about AppToto? What, what does that do and how do you integrate that into your your practice. Sure. And let me just, can I just give a shout out to the keeping service? Cause they're so phenomenal. It's CPN as in Nancy CPN legal. And they're out of, um, near Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. Just so everyone knows that. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Great. So app Toto, I didn't find to be the best calendaring system. Mm Mm-hmm. I, what I liked is their customer service. Anytime I have a question, they are very, very quick to respond with very good answers. If they can't help me solve the issue in the moment, they take care of it on their end. So I really loved that. And then I also had these like really unique and maybe not that unique, but unique for me set of circumstances where, so like, let me give you an example. At Hello Divorce, if you're working through our DIY divorce app and you get stuck or need a little extra help along the way, you can purchase a session with a lawyer and you're not guaranteed which lawyer you will work with. Right. So when they schedule, they don't, there's lots of different types of appointments you can book and that's where things got a little tricky but there like, isn't a particular calendar that they're going to get. Instead, it's like whoever is available in that moment. And at the time when I was setting up the company three years ago, AppToto could provide that for me, but like a Calendly and an Acuity wasn't there yet for, gotcha. for those things. So like, I, I don't know that I would 100% recommend it now. I like, I don't have enough familiarity. I use Acuity for the office and I love it for the, mm-hmm. excuse me, for the law firm, but Aptoto synced with Clio. Aptoto had the services, like the features that I needed to integrate with Hello Divorce. So my, my last question and, and with this particular question is, you know, LawDroid is a bot. 
you know, it's basically designed to use AI to automatically answer certain questions. Have you found that at all inhibiting versus having a, like a live person? So I did. Okay. And then I told Tom and Tom created this great new feature, which allows people to access a live person if they want one. Okay. And so in this moment, I'm not using it because we're just so overwhelmed, but generally I use it. And what I do is somebody can click and say they want to talk to a live person and they're routed to my intake team. So that could be someone in your office. It could be you. Sometimes it was me, mm -hmm. but because I have an intake team that answers our phones right. and that works on conversions and sales, it made sense that they would have access to somebody who is interacting with the chat bot. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's that. Thank you. I appreciate that information. Some, some of this is new to me and I, I'm glad that you're here to kind of explain it to myself and, and the listeners. Great. Uh, so last question. What are three software applications you use to integrate with DIY? And you might've kind of covered some of that. Okay. Um, well, so first of all, we've built our own uh, Python web application and it helps users navigate divorce process start to finish. Now, if I may, can you tell the listener what Python or a Python web application is? So it's, it's not an app that you download on your phone like mm -hmm. you would for Slack or something like that. It's an application that lives in the web. What makes it an application is that you can actually interact with it. You can do your forms. You can, um, you know, come back to where you had started the day before. Um, it has a lot of features like that. You can click to have your documents filed and served. And it's built um, in Python. Um, it has a Django portal, but it, um, you know, it's built in Python. I also, you know, I started with a, just a minimum, minimal viable product on WordPress, and that actually worked just fine too with the right plugins. So I think that if you're, you know, thinking about entering that legal product world. There's lots of ways you can do it now without necessarily spending $100,000 on building your own application. Um, and then within our Divorce Navigator, we, um, we the, the user can connect. So we integrate with Documate, which is a form generating software made I for lawyers who don't code. And that is definitely our secret weapon. Documate is absolutely amazing. And lawyers are in this really unique circumstance. We have this unique opportunity to build out Documate um, in a way that really helps the client because nobody knows consumers better than we do. So I, I just love Documate. I love how we've used Auth0 to be able to do a single sign-on. And that way the user is jumping back and forth between our website, between the app, between document, but there's no lag time or needing to re-sign in. Everything is like operating smoothly with the other. So I, I wanna make sure it's clear for the listener. You use Python, which is a software code to help generate mm -hmm. programs that allow some of your 
individual pieces of software to talk to one another. Do I have that correct? Yeah. Yeah, okay. we use so, the programming language, Python. So, so use the programming language of Python to do that. So in a sense, it is a, a little more difficult version of like Zapier, where it's already created the programs and you just have to match them up. The programs to talk to one another, like Microsoft Office right. with Clio or um, you know Clio with QuickBooks. And you're just trying to connect some applications that don't have uh, something like Zapier or one of its many competitors to automatically do that for you. That's right. Okay. You got it. Excellent. I, I want to make sure I understood it clearly and I'll make sure, of course, the listener understands that clearly. So we, we have Python web application. Uh, what would you consider your second software application? I think, I mean, I think the second would be um, Probably the like good old Google Sheets. Mm -hmm. um, I have everybody who works with me has to be somewhat proficient with um, technology, but not everybody is excited about it as I am. And so I love a good Google Sheet and so do they. And that's a great way for us to manage the status of a case because even the cases that don't involve lawyers involve a document specialist or somebody on the team to help make sure that the user is getting from start to finish. And so we're not only wanting to help with their particular case, we also wanna make sure that there aren't any like big friction places, like places where people are stumbling around. And so a lot of it is by hand updating in Google Sheets, which right. isn't very tech savvy, but is a really good way for me to ensure that my staff knows what's going on on a particular case. Gotcha. I understand. And it's free. I, and I, well, I assume it is free, but yeah. do you have the paid version? Do you have the, um, the, the business, the premium? We do, but, but that, that was a recent addition. Were you, excuse me, were you using something beforehand? No, we were using Google Sheets. We just didn't have the paid version. Oh, what prompted you to get, what prompted you to go for premium? I think because this is going to sound crazy, but I started a third business and we wanted to use Gmail for that. I okay. always have used um, Office. 365, mm -hmm. but for our third business, uh, Love in Real Life, I um, we wanted to use the whole G Suite. Excellent, excellent. And, and well, I need one more from you, I'm afraid. Okay. Uh, uh, third software application. Mm. We got we got Python, we got Google Sheets, and, and Google Premium. Right, and then well, I mean, I used it before, but you know, Clio is going to be, is a very, very important software for us to use to help keep track of at least the, the law firm clients. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like there's so many opportunities in there to build out workflow and like track our cases and for me to be able to log in. Um, I oftentimes will log into Laya, which is really our form generating so software mm -hmm. to, um, that's the form generating software that our lawyers use to see where we are in a particular case right. too. Um, I'm sure I'm missing something right now, but I can't, <laughs> right. It's just, 
one of those long days. Well, <laughs> Longer for you since it's late your time. But yeah, we're we're East Coast and Aaron is West Coast, but uh, we graciously uh, offered to do this during the day uh, and not like at nine or ten o'clock for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if you were to offer uh, the listeners some advice, if they're like, "Hey, I want to do, I want to create my own DIY, but I have no idea what to do," what what would be three suggestions that you would tell them, say, hey, these are the things you want to think about um, as you're getting ready to do this. Well, I definitely would want the person to think about what it is that they love most. So if speaking is something that they really enjoy, then maybe what you want to work on is an online course, Mm -hmm. right? And or if the technology is really exciting to you, then putting together a DIY product as simple as a power of attorney that mm-hmm. gets people in the door. Maybe it's free, but if you're yeah. an estate planning attorney, it's a great lead generator. Cool. So number one, I would definitely think about what it is that you love and enjoy. The next is I would think about who your ideal customer is. Who is that customer avatar that you are trying to sell to? Because it might be very different than your ordinary law firm client. Um, In our case, it definitely was. We were trying to look and help the people that can't afford a lawyer. That's very different than the average client spend at our law firm, which is $17,000. And so you can't build a product until you know who that is. And if you're not sure who it is, then you can use software like Typeform or MailChimp to do surveys and, um, or even Google Forms. You can, you know, you can survey lots and lots of people that way without having to pay for the software to get a sense for what it is that people want and need before you start creating. And then third, I would not do it from scratch. There are so many amazing software applications out there that can do exactly what you need. And not just, for example, host an online video um, course, but they can take payment, they can integrate with your CRM. So I, you know, if I were to do it differently, I may not have, have built it from scratch. I, I would probably have taken a look at existing software a little bit more. So one of the... One thing that I love is AppSumo. You can spend hours on it, um, so be careful. But it's a great place to go to see software that's already out there. Sometimes really, really, really great software that you can buy a lifetime membership to for a very small price. Or maybe there's software on there that you can white label and build upon. But there's so many great people who have done amazing things with tech. And then they get to, let's say, like that launch, that marketing, that scaling the company. And it's grueling and it is hard and it is not for everyone. But it doesn't mean that their software isn't amazing. And so, you know, I think if there's really one thing I could do over again, I'm pleased that I did this design sprint where we really thought through the customer avatar, where we really designed a great user flow and experience, but I think I would have taken a lot closer look at what's already out there and how I could build upon that. Excellent, excellent. I, I really appreciate those thoughts. And actually I'm looking at AppSumo now just because uh, you've really piqued my interest, not only 
not only in that, but in the process of creating a DIY and, you know, I'm trying to think of, well, how can I use something like that to make my life a little bit easier? And of course, draw more customers. Uh, it's so fun. You, you're going to like, you, your wife's going to kill you because you're going to want to like be on it all night. It is really fun to yeah, dig and, into. And, you know, unfortunately you, you see stuff like this, you think, well, do I need to practice law anymore? Can I do something <laughs> like this? And, you know, uh, you know, word to the, uh, to the listeners, I need to make sure you need to make sure you have some constant income coming in. So just don't jump ship. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I worked full time for two years before I could really spend a lot of time on hello divorce. And even now, you know, there are, I still do need to practice here and there just to make sure that we keep the lights on. So yeah, I right. mean, it was like two full-time jobs for me for a while, but it is possible. And it's, super exciting to be building something that you're inspired by and watch it take off. And as it does, you can sort of pivot as much or as little as you want. Well, I, I'm happy that you've been able to take this in the direction that you want to. And I'm thrilled that you came on uh, our podcast today to talk about what you did and how you did it. Aaron, where can people find you? Thank you, Michael. No, it's been really fun. Um, you can find me at uh, the the handle social media handle hello divorce across the board, um, including you know Twitter and Instagram, and then on LinkedIn it's Aaron Levine, and my website is hellodivorce.com and LevineFamilyLawGroup.com. Excellent, Aaron. Thanks again for being on, and we look forward to seeing what more you do in the future. Awesome. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the TechSavvyLawyer.page podcast. I hope you enjoy yourself, learn something new, and we'll come back in about two Tuesdays for another podcast. If you have any ideas about the presentation, questions about what we discussed today, or ideas about future episodes, please leave comments at the blog or email me directly at michaeldj at the TechSavvyLawyer.page. Have a great day and happy lawyering.